afternoon, my dear ones. I am so pleased to be sitting here today, looking out my window with the sun actually touching my face. I see a blue sky and fluffy clouds, and it just feels so wonderful. <laughs> I feel like we've had such a tough spring or winter, and spring is tomorrow. Tomorrow is the first day of spring. And boy, it really feels like it's coming, doesn't it? I mean, I heard the birds singing this morning when I took my puppy out. And, ah, oh, yes, the snow is thawing and it really does feel like spring is, is arriving. And I love spring. I love that analogy of thinking about planting seeds and the things that we want to cultivate and harvest, you know, within the coming year or the rest of the year. So I like to use that analogy and think about what I'm trying to plant for myself in my life, uh, not just in the ground, but metaphorically, and I would encourage you to do the same. So um, before we get on topic today, I just want to add a little addendum. I so often talk about taking a break, detaching from things, you know, sort of getting off schedule, being present, being... Um, in the moment, single tasking, putting down technology and um, just sort of being present with where you are in the moment. And I had a chance to do that myself for the last couple of days and it was, it was just so wonderful. Um, I went down to visit with my sister and celebrate my little niece's first birthday, which was a very lovely and exciting time. And so we had all of our family together, which was lovely. And my sister and her husband and their baby, they're very, very busy people. They don't have a lot of downtime. And so they don't have cable. And I think up until a week or two ago, they had a satellite or a dish or something like that where they could get just a couple of channels if they needed to you know, check the weather or the news or something. But apparently a big storm came through and had knocked it off the roof. And so now they have absolutely nothing. So we were there for, I think, four, four or five days. And the TV never came on because there was nothing available. And at one point, my dad said to my sister, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you go without TV <laughs> at all. And uh, I personally found it really, really refreshing. But I know that many of us, myself included, tend to sort of tune out at the end of the day when we're getting tired and we just sort of watch something mindless or we watch the news and that's kind of our way of winding down but this was very different where I kind of just was in the moment and very wrapped up in my niece and um, you know we were talking and telling stories and laughing and doing things together and going for walks and we all kind of just went to bed when we were tired and I was surprised to find that I actually went to bed much earlier <laughs> And I usually do when I'm at home. And I think it's because I didn't just veg out for two hours at the end of the day. Um, I just kind of went till I was tired. And uh, so it was really, really lovely. Um, the other aspect is that she does not have Wi-Fi. So they really are kind of, you know, off-grid technologically. So I could check my phone a little bit, but I didn't want to use up all of my data. So... Um, I really wasn't on my phone, so I truly had no idea what was happening in the world, in my community. Uh, I wasn't checking social media. 
and I just opted not to return any voicemails or text messages because I just wanted to be there and it was lovely. And I'm a little road weary today because it was a long drive back, but it was just so refreshing to go back to a place where I was just living, all of us were just living in the moment as it came. And I wasn't giving the baby half of my attention because I was checking my phone. Uh, I wasn't half listening to the conversations because I was watching TV. We just were there. And I have firmly vowed to myself to really put that into practice again. I do my best, but I go through phases just like everyone else. And so I'm going to implement silent Sundays for myself where I'm committed to maybe even just turning my phone off altogether and not having the TV on, maybe not even listening to any podcasts, just choosing to either spend that time doing something like cooking or reading or maybe choosing to make that an outside day and just reconnecting with nature. But it just was so, so refreshing to my soul to not really even have the opportunity to connect to anything out in the world and to just be where I was and have that be enough. It was almost like how I feel when I meditate, you know, it was almost like meditating around the clock, except it was very busy and there was talking and movement, but it was just that presence and it was wonderful. So just wanted to throw that out there as an addendum that uh, once in a while I too get a reminder from the universe to practice the things that I am putting out there for you and I'm going to be better about it myself. So an encouragement for you as well. Anyway, today I wanted to talk about forgiveness and I think there is a bit of a segue here uh, in that like all tribes and all families, there are certainly relationships that have needed healed and forgiveness that has needed to happen. And Boy, I'll tell you, nothing nothing heals like a baby, you know? You kind of forget all of those grudges and rifts and divides and a baby really brings everybody together and really is a reminder of uh, tremendous love and miracles and beauty and wonder. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about forgiveness and I don't really have anything outlined like I usually do, but I was just really feeling called to talk about this today. So hopefully someone out there really needs to hear this message. And if so, then please get in touch with me and let me know how this has served you. Of course, I always love to to hear positive impacts that I'm having and ways that I can be better for you. And I'm not going to go on to some rant or forced wisdom about what forgiveness is or anything like that. I think forgiveness is very, very important. I am not going to pretend that I can easily define it or package it up and hand it to you in the next 10 minutes or so. Um, I know that forgiveness is important, but I don't know exactly what it is or how it's defined and I think that's true about a lot of important things in life like having faith or remaining hopeful or love Um, some of the greatest things and the things that we need most in life are not really easily outlined uh, but they are real and they are tangible 
So I don't know exactly what forgiveness is, but I do have a sense of a few things that forgiveness is not. And forgiveness is not saying that what happened is okay. It is not allowing or permitting, I guess giving permission for what happened in retrospect. Um, and it's not necessarily a bridge to reconnect and reopen that relationship. So um, I can say that within my own family, there are some people that I have chosen to forgive, but who are also not in my life. So I may have forgiven the events that happened or the choices that were made, but I'm still pretty clear that they are not healthy people for me to be around. Um, I guess the easiest example that I think people could relate to without um, becoming too personal or implicating anyone, because I certainly don't ever want to, to do that, to list something specific that someone realizes is, is about them. But I'm confident that I have an uncle who is not listening to this podcast um, but I have an uncle who is a very, very serious addict and who has not been in my life for several years. Um, I can't pretend to understand his behavior or his actions or his motivations. I am not a drug addict, so I don't know how that works. Uh, I just know that no good could come from me actively having him in my life. So I have forgiven him in the sense of I don't carry around anger or hurt or resentment towards him. I don't blame him for anything. Um, I also don't allow myself to think of him as a victim. Like, oh, poor him. It's just a disease. He can't do anything about it. He's someone that I love and someone that I care about and someone whose greatest good I would like to see happen in his life. So I forgive him in the sense of I'm not walking around with negative thoughts or feelings towards him, but until or unless he is a sober person living some sort of virtue in his life, he is not allowed into my life because he doesn't contribute anything positive. And I don't know that I would feel, I don't want to say unsafe, but he's not someone that I would trust to be in my home unattended. Um, as we all know, addicts are pretty good manipulators and thieves and will do anything that they need to do to feed that addiction. So uh, if he would get on the right course and want to have a relationship with me again, I would welcome that with open arms. So for me, when I think of forgiving my uncle, it's that I don't bear any ill will towards him or have any bad thoughts towards him or wish anything bad to happen to him. But I'm also protecting myself and being clear that he's not a person that contributes to my greatest good. So, um, yeah, so that's just one example. Um, something that I would just touch on the fringes on because it is still something that can be very um, sensitive and tender and because I don't want to impl implicate 
many people. Um, I'll just say that for a long period of time, my sister and I had quite a rift between us. And there was a period of time where we really didn't speak. And um, now we are back to being the very best of friends and are closer than I think we've ever been in our entire lives, even growing up. Uh, so when I was down there and, you know, playing with the baby who I swear is also my best friend, I don't know how that's possible for baby to be your best friend, but she really is. Um, we just love each other so much. I was thinking, my God, you know, if, if forgiveness had not happened and we had not repaired our relationship, I would be missing out on this. I would be missing all of these milestones and this opportunity to love this baby and to have this wonderful close relationship with my sister again and, you know, seeing all those milestones as she's crawling and learning to say words and um, if I had not allowed forgiveness to have that place in my life, I would be missing that amazing opportunity to watch this baby grow. And so that was why I was saying that, you know, babies really are great healers. And certainly we had mended the fences long before, but um, yeah, I was just struck by how important our forgiveness was in that moment and that we were getting to, you know, experience this baby and watching her grow together. So I would like to encourage you wherever possible to practice forgiveness and again, forgiveness does not mean um, saying it's okay or allowing that person back in your life or minimizing anything that has happened. Uh, I would say a large portion of my work is working with women who um, have experienced some form of abuse, whether it's you know child abuse or um, you know sexual assault in college or even domestic abuse within their long-term relationship or their marriage and adulthood, um, getting to that place of forgiveness is not easy. And sometimes we have to choose forgiveness over and over and over again. Sometimes we have to choose forgiveness by the hour. It's not a one and done thing. Sometimes we have to actively make that choice over and over and over again. And when I'm working with women who are striving to get to that place of forgiveness, I have to remind them that it is not minimizing or changing the thing that wounded them so deeply. It doesn't diminish it. It doesn't make it any more okay or acceptable. It's not, again, giving permission to that person for what happened. It's simply being able to step back much like we do in meditation, and see it as a thing that happened and detaching that um, physiological, you know, that physical and emotional response to it. And I think that forgiveness is really important because when we are able to forgive and clear that space, because it does take up space, Oh, does it take up space? It takes up so much space in our brain as we are replaying that movie over and over and over again and thinking of all of the revenge and all of the, you know, spiteful, mean things that we want to do back, all of the bad things that we want to have happen to them, 
all of the ways we wish we could go back and we try to recreate the story as if it could somehow be different. Um, so it clears that mental space and it also clears that physical space because our bodies remember so much longer than we think they do. And so forgiveness is not allowing it to be okay, but it is creating space where you can fill that with something new, something fresh, something beautiful, something better. Forgiveness is a very beautiful and, um, I want to say transcendental experience. It is an invitation for alchemy. It really is. It is an opportunity to take something dramatic or traumatic and turn it into something beautiful. And I can tell you a certainty that's undoubtedly, if my life had been any easier, I would not be in the field that I'm in. It is only because of the things that I have gone through and my choices to forgive that I have been able to get to this place where I am determined to bring healing and joy to other people because I know that it's possible. And so I wish that for you so desperately. I could go on and on and on, but I just wanted to give a couple examples of forgiveness. I would like to invite you to practice forgiving someone today, maybe just for the next minute, maybe just for the next hour. If it's helpful for you to talk to someone about it first, if it's helpful for you to have a cry, if you would like to write it out and purge all of those things that you need to get off your chest before you can do it, that's fine. Whatever you need to do to release it from your body and your brain. And then where that new space is, I invite you to fill yourself with something that is nurturing and nourishing and replenishing. And again, since it's almost spring, start planting some new seeds. Forgiveness is pulling those weeds out. It doesn't need to be there. It's clogging up the system. It's just getting in the way. For the next minute... Pick one person and with your whole being, just say, I forgive you. You don't have to mean it. It doesn't have to feel true, but just dedicate yourself to it 100% for 60 seconds. And every time it comes up, practice that again. I forgive you. And just think about all of the things that you can put in that place by not carrying it with you anymore. It's something that we all will have to work with throughout our entire lives. And there certainly will be times where we think that we're over it and we're not. And then we have to forgive yet another layer of something. But forgiveness is critical and it is absolutely something that needs to be in your wellness toolbox. So if you need any further support on this or you're feeling stuck or you just don't know what to do and you think you need a little more than today's podcast, please, by all means, reach out to me. I am available to you all the time. I love you all the time. I care about you all the time. I want every success for you. I want all of the peace and goodness in the world for you. And I just want you to remember that if I can do it, you can definitely do it. So go out there and forgive someone today. I'll catch you next week, dear ones. Welcome to Radiant Alchemy with Sakara Ray. Take a little break 
and join me for a short little while while we contemplate ways that we can make our lives easier and more joyful and live more authentically in our life's purpose. Let's get started. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about Sakara Ray and Sheeler or get in touch with me, please go to my website, www.sheeler.net, or send me an email at ray at sheeler.net. Hope to hear from you soon.